0: goes to Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Starbucks with Jim and Donardo and Tyler because it is Friday morning and Tyler's feeling kind of frisky today. Going to do a podcast. But uh, Tyler yeah. isn't working. That's right. Tyler's not working. None of us are working. So uh, let's do this. 10 a.m. in the morning. We're here to talk about all the weekly events that we didn't talk about yet. So let's do it. I mean, let's just do we just want to get into it? We want, I mean, I guess first I should properly ask you all how was your Thanksgiving? Especially Jim. How was your Thanksgiving, Jim?
1: It was fine.
2: How was your turkey?
1: I had chicken. I didn't have turkey because (laughs) chicken tastes better than turkey. So why subject myself to something that tastes worse than chicken? So did you or your wife cook it? Uh, Kroger cooked it. (laughs) It was a rotisserie chicken from Kroger. What a sad, but it sad was, life, but it was it was very good. I mean, have you ever had one of those like rotisserie chickens from the oh, store? Yeah. Oh, They're yeah. delicious. Very They're yeah, very, good.
2: very good. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I'm to, sh- on, like, I'm sure they Tuesday. went really all out with the sides, though. We did. Slaved over them, I'm sure. I did. I did. How
0: many people did you have over? How many uh, servings just, did you? Cover? It was just us. It was just me and my wife.
1: Hanging out with all of your friends.
2: Yeah. Not going to lie, it sounds incredible.
1: It was, it was a good Thanksgiving. I took a three-hour nap from like two to five. And that's the and problem. I to take like... a nap from going to the store.
2: <laughs> and I was just out. It was amazing. That's the problem with like the family Thanksgivings is you really can't get that nap in. Yeah, I and mean, that's the best part is like being able to take
1: that mid, like that
2: nap. Which is also and... why I was in bed at like nine o'clock last night and Donardo was mad I wasn't playing PlayStation with him.
1: Sorry. See I now because worry. of the nap me and Ryan were playing FIFA. Exactly. A lot, like, I couldn't. I was too m. tired. Yeah. Baseball. Oh well.
0: Baseball. Let's get into the baseball. There was a whole week of a lot of transactions. We uh we previewed a lot of them. We had Justice on last time, right? We talked about the non-tender deadline. Um a lot of stuff. So a lot of that came in past. There was a few trades. We'll talk about, I mean, for one, Kevin Newman was traded. Hoyt Park was traded. The Pirates added a minor league free agent pitcher, Nate Webb. The Pirates also added a waiver claim in Luin Diaz. And I feel like all these trades in their individual ways got a lot, I guess maybe less about Hoyt Park, but all these trades and moves got a lot of action for a lot of different stupid reasons, when mainly most of them were meaningless. But hey, we're a Pirates podcast. We got to talk about it. Let's do it. So before we get really deep into it, where do we want to start? Do we want to go chronological order? Let's
1: let's start with Newman, the the Kevin Newman deal.
0: Okay, okay. all right. So um so, so again, basically we talked about who the Pirates might non tender. They uh they tricked us. They tendered everybody, but basically immediately after they, they the non tender deadline, which uh, was eight o'clock, the Pirates released theirs at nine forty ish. Does that sound about right, guys? Yeah, about right. Yeah. In true
1: Pirates fashion. Right.
0: So they released it at like 9 40, that everyone was tendered. And then about 10 o'clock at night, they announced that Kevin Newman was traded to the Red Sox. I'm sorry, to the Reds. Kevin Newman traded to the Reds for
1: help me, Daria Moretta. Good enough. You know what? He's not even important enough that I haven't even gone to look up how you pronounce his name. Yeah, I just do that. I didn't quick. get that far. So we'll stick with um, Dowry, dowry Dow, Dow, Dowry, Dowry, dowry. Moretta, Dowry, okay. Moretta, Dowry, Moretta. So <laughs>
0: let's do it. How do we feel about this
1: entire transaction? Um, I'll start unless you want to start, Tyler.
2: Nope, that's all you. It's All your right. show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I don't think it's very a very impactful deal, really, one way or the other. <clears throat> We're talking about trading away a shortstop who was, you know, probably going to put together three hundred at bats or so, backup infielder, uh, for a twenty, assumed to be twenty seven year old reliever who, um. You know, had a good back half to last year, but had a terrible front half and wasn't all that great in AAA. So, he's a guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's, he's a guy. I don't think he's good. Um, so, you traded away a solid backup middle infielder for a bad reliever. So, I guess if you just think of it that way overall... It's not important, and it's also not really that great of a deal, I think, for the Pirates, but who cares?
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I tend to agree with Jim here. It, it, You hit the nail on the head with it just not being that important, and I did have a mini rant on Twitter about it, and really it all just comes down to – it's a team that employs a lot of non-majorly caliber middle infielders, and they just traded one of them away for nothing. And they're going to replace him probably with someone that's worse than Kevin Newman. So it's just kind of – it's not about Kevin Newman specifically. It's just the pattern of what we've seen that leads to the frustration. Really, it's not that big of a deal. Like Kevin Newman probably shouldn't be on a competitive Pirates team anyhow. He could have a spot, but, you know, you can – probably find someone that can do what he does. I just don't know that they will and it leads to a little bit of frustration there. okay
0: so Go here's ahead. why I interject and, and obviously we've we've been discussing this day basically for like a few months now, right the potential of Kevin Newman is he on this future club and such you know and when justin was on I talked about how I was on the other end. I get swayed and at the end of the day, I don't really care. Like, if he gets non-tendered or if he does get tendered, whatever. Um. But at the like, like here's where I, I come in and say, you know what, I'm gonna validate myself, because Kevin Newman isn't good. Kevin Newman hasn't been good. We've been waiting for Kevin Newman to be off this team for a long time now, and he finally is. And the Pirates actually got something for him. And uh, by no means am I saying that Moretta is great, right? But he they they made a trade. They didn't even have them just non tender him. They, they made a trade for him. Yeah. Um, with that said, who was the trade to? It was the Reds, a non competitive team, which means the good teams don't want Kevin Newman. The, the, the Yankees, literally. Like, my thing is, Kevin Newman, like, at his very best, I feel like Kevin Newman's ceiling is kind of for the Yankees. Like, like if he could be that very best, yeah, yeah, that's his very best. And the Yankees were like, we'll just rather pay this, this guy who also stinks $6 million and making a trade for Kevin Newman is cheaper, which I mean, it's Yankees, but Hey, they could be pitching pennies right now to try to get Aaron judge. Right. There's, there's $3 million they could have saved to, to go towards that, but like they would rather pay $6 million for him. And and Kevin Newman, like like getting at is like no competitive team wanted him. The Reds wanted him. He's not that good. The Pirates, like, you have to do better. And that's what I'm getting at. Like, this team is in a unique situation where you have to straddle and play some of the younger kids, right, for this rebuild to get them to play the experiences, the experience, and whatever. But then you also have to fill it with competitive vets, right, to show the ropes to the young guys and whatever, but also to be good. And Kevin Newman's just neither of them. He's never seen a winning team in the major leagues. He's never, he's never had any like true veterans to show him the reps. Like every time he's been on this club, he's been the oldest guy at 23, 24, 25 years old. And then like, on top of that, he's not good. He's just not good. And I know he had a a better year last year, but like, that's where we're clamoring on. Like, Oh my God. Hey guys. He wasn't just shitty, shitty, shitty. He was just terrible. So we should hang on to him as a backup infielder. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm good. I'm good with him. Gone. Do better. Now, this is where it's going to be different. Where, Tyler, you talked about your little mini rant. If the Pirates continue this pattern, right, and they they don't fill that roster spot with a true veteran, hopefully in some type of a corner position, the catcher, whatever, right, and they're just going these waiver claims or whatever, then it's a failure. It's a lost move. But this is their opportunity to purge the bad players and start capitalizing maybe getting some good players.
2: I think the other part to look at here is just roster construction in general. It's a team f- absolutely full of lefties and Kevin Newman at one skill set. He-, he mashes lefties. So that's a part you're it's missing. Like the here, too, only the thing He
1: does really well. Yeah, he does. But,
0: and like, I, I tweeted out to someone too, and this isn't by any means. Like I would also be okay. If Diego Castillo wasn't on the team, but like, I kind of feel like he's just a guy. But Diego Castillo does hit lefties also. Like, if there's a one thing Diego Castillo does do, it's that he hits lefties. So, you got that already.
1: Yeah, so I guess, I guess my difference is – like, the reason why I'm not exactly thrilled with the move is because I don't think Diego Castillo can play shortstop. I don't think G1 Bay can play shortstop. I don't think Rodolfo Castro can play shortstop. Now, you're not looking for an everyday shortstop. O'Neill Cruz is going to obviously get the bulk of the playing time, but there are going to be times where O'Neill Cruz is going to DH or, you know, need a day off, right? So, like, you want somebody who's, you know, hopefully good at playing shortstop. And that was one thing that Kevin Newman was at. I mean, I'm not saying he was the greatest shortstop ever, but he he is a shortstop, right? Whereas the other people are definitely more second baseman types, Um Now, if we're gonna go ahead and say Newman, you're gonna get the majority of your bats against lefties. Instead, those are gonna be going to Castillo. We're not looking at too big of a difference there in terms of production on offense. Um, The difference is gonna be on the defensive side of the ball. But I said that—that's where I think you know this doesn't really the the it's very marginal. You know the the difference here. You could even argue that you know Diego Castillo has more of a ceiling than Kevin Newman, right? has a higher ceiling. Uh, definitely has a lower floor, I would say, too. But like I said, very marginal differences here. I agree with both of you, though. Like, this move didn't necessarily, like, this move didn't make the 2023 Pirates better. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, I don't think Dowry Moretta is good at all. You know, no matter how many times you put his second half statistics in front of my face, I'm still going like that doesn't erase what he's done up until like that's the one like, like stop telling me what somebody has done the last two months of a season. He's 26 years old and he has 48 innings pitched, 42 innings pitched in the major leagues. That that means he's not good. <laughs> like if he were good, he would have made the majors earlier. He would have more innings pitched than that. He would have a higher than 5.74 FIP and triple A. Like he's not a good reliever, right? So I think just in, in terms of the 2023 Pirates, they didn't get better with this trade. Now, did they get worse? Maybe, maybe not. But they didn't get better.
2: Might yep. need to add Tyler before I jump in. Just my other slight annoyance of this is something I've kind of harped on is I'm tired of trading actual major leaguers to try to build this bullpen. I don't i I'm just tired of doing it. Convention can ben it? find another way to acquire a reliever. It's actually a good point. so
1: you now you now look at like he traded Daniel Vogelbach, who was statistically the second best hitter on this team last year for a twenty seven year old rookie reliever who then got hurt and gave you like eight innings last year. He traded Jose Quintana for a corner infielder that he didn't protect in the roll five draft this year and a guy who's likely going to be a reliever. And now he's traded Kevin Newman for a bad reliever. So those are good points. Like you you traded like three actual major league players Mm -hmm. and you've got three relief pitchers in return for them.
0: To me, the Vogelbach one is the one that I could maybe side the closest to. I, I think a lot of it comes down to said reliever, how good he ends up being. Horteman looked like he could be potentially a pretty decent reliever. Um, we didn't get to see any of it really right So that's fair and there was definitely like con- years of control to Vogelbach and he was gonna be pretty cheap, right So I don't understand. but to me again like I just go back to the Cantano one like he, he was a gone player. I don't really care that it was a reliever that they got back. They got a player they got back, and they got out of the position they truly needed. And they got a prospect out of it in Nunez, who we all agree isn't the most intriguing prospect. We're not as intrigued as many other people are with him, but but there was a total package with that. This here, again, I was completely okay with not tendering Kevin Newman. I was completely okay with having said, again, bad major league player, let's stop talking about actual major leaguers like he was borderline not a major leaguer i was okay non tendering him and then becoming a minor league invite somewhere aka a non major league player (laughs) all right i was perfectly okay with that so the fact that they got something out of him, and again the the fact that it's a bullpen arm like i look at it a different type of way and again the vogelbach is one where i'll side closer to you but we keep talking how charrington needs to build a bullpen We'll find out if it's going to work. We'll find out if it's going to be competent next year. But, like, that is what he's doing. He is attacking this weakness, you know. And as far as I talked about last year, comparing the Orioles and showing, like, hey, look at this good bullpen they have. Look how it was built. It was much like this. It was much like this. Tons of waiver claims, tons of just cheap signings and deals and such like that. Um, This is basically how the Orioles did it. Now, it worked for them. We got to find out if it works for Ben Charrington and the Pirates. But I guess here's where I side a little differently as well for Mereda. I don't care about the second half stats. I know that was like the point of emphasis for a lot of accounts. Well, here's what he did the final two months. I didn't care about that one bit. That's not how I'm looking at this. That's not why I'm saying like he could be good. The way I'm looking at it is his four-seamer was excellent. His slider was actually really good. His sinker was god-awful, terrible, an awful, terrible, 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 terrible pitch. And I don't know if there's something he needs to do just to work on that to get it better. I honestly feel like it can't get any worse. Maybe he just needs to scrap it. I don't know. Now that he's here, maybe the Pirates are like, hey, you know what? I know what we can do. You need to talk to Clay Holmes. And he talks to Clay Holmes, and he gets that sinker better. I don't know. But that's what intrigues me. Like, when you look at his arsenal, it just feels like the sinker is what blew everything up. Because his other stuff is actually pretty decent. And that's why I find some intrigue with this guy for just simply a Kevin Newman trade.
2: Eh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I don't think you, there's like, a big the enough whole
1: first thing off, is there's eh. not a big enough sample like that's size. That's what Kevin Newman is. To, Kevin Newman is eh. There's not a big enough sample size for me to say any of his pitches are good. Like we're talking about pitches that he's thrown. Less than two hundred times in the majors.
0: Well, the fourth game was thrown two hundred twenty-six times.
1: That's like a starting. That's like a starting pitcher (laughs) through four starts. Like I I mean, like that's what we're talking about here, right? I I get it. It's not enough for me to draw any sort of conclusion.
2: The only thing I'll say is maybe getting away from great American small park might help a little bit. His home and away splits better, but still not really intrigued.
0: That was another thing too. I know a lot of people were leading that like because his home runs were like, what, two point yeah. something per nine. I mean, it's god awful too. And a lot of was like, well, he we gets away from great America small park, right? And they'll get better. And to me, it's like, that's not the biggest thing too either. Like that's not my prime focus it's not where he's going to be good because he's away from cincinnati and his two months of the second end right the numbers were good to me it's this other stuff that i find the intrigue and yeah jim you're right i mean the sample size is small but that is what adds the intrigue
1: that's what adds he intrigue up, i'm not here think, saying he's going to be good i don't know up, but it's
0: also kevin newman
1: he gave up 10 home runs in 38 innings yes <laughs> And it wasn't because of Great American Ballpark. Like I'm looking, like he would have given up ten home runs in a lot of parks.
2: I never said I was intrigued. He's, he's just I'm not guy. intrigued. At all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm intrigued. I mean, I here one positive, I guess, is that they acquired a reliever that doesn't throw 93. He throws a little harder than that, so we're starting to get back towards throwing some guys with getting some guys with some, some velocity so there's i guess some sort of positive just in that trend but if yeah. the guys with velocity aren't good it doesn't matter
1: and I, and like and going back to like my original point like
2: this isn't some
1: earth-shattering move where because the pirates did this it's going to lead to you know disaster or fortune right in in any direction like this is a very this is a move that probably doesn't move the needle in any way for 2023. That's completely fair. yeah As again,
0: as the opposing viewpoint of this, that's completely fair. This doesn't move it. And I guess I didn't I didn't talk too much of what you said about that. Are the pirates worse? They they are worse in this move. They are. I mean, I, I I'm not even going to argue that, but it doesn't mean it was the wrong move for me. Like they are worse, but The point is, now that you have that roster spot open from Kevin Newman, fill it with something better than Kevin Newman, and that's how you get better instead of settling on Kevin Newman and maintaining. That's where I'm at. I'm not here to say I want Kevin Newman gone, and now because Kevin Newman's gone, this team's better. I'm saying I want Kevin Newman gone because I want an adequate, good veteran corner outfielder Please.
2: I'm i find something. Like,
1: go ahead.
0: It's it's
2: not going to be Hoy Park that's filling in for him, so I guess that's one positive.
0: Yeah, there
1: you go. Um, but also I find it funny that like Kevin Newman essentially has now become the uh, the official shortstop service time manipulator of the NL Central, so that like he he was basically there to to manipulate O'Neill Cruz's service time. And yeah, he will well, only be there long enough in Cincinnati to manipulate Ellie De La Cruz's service time. So, um, that's that's kind of kind of funny. O'Neill oh, no, Cruz 2.0, right? Basically, <laughs> yeah. Watch him just go off against the Pirates though this year, because that's just what's going to happen. Like he, that's what's going to happen. He's going to he's gonna. Like I, we we open up against the Reds, I think, don't we? Yeah, I believe so. He's hitting an opening day home run. He's not.
0: <laughs> uh, he, 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 he might. Kevin Newman's not good. I don't he I might. don't fear Kevin Newman coming back and haunting the pirates. He's
2: Kevin Newman. Kevin Newman is a good He's to the
0: pirates year after year already.
2: He's going full on Billy Billy Hamilton.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. First pitch off of Mitch Keller. Probably opening day. Don't do that. Going to be a home run.
2: He is going to hit 300 next year. He's not. And then the Reds are going to flip him for someone better at the deadline than what they gave up, and Pirates Twitter is going to go crazy.
0: I (laughs) will not argue that one. That's a possibility because that's what happens. But I'm okay feeling that Kevin Newman is not going to be that great. And again, like the other thing I didn't really add in here in this argument talking about like with Kevin Newman, like when you look at this his expected Woba, it's his career average. Mm-hmm. Like his Woba last year was I'm not gonna say much higher, but it was higher than expected. Like his expected is literally what his career was, which is not good. Like he played better, but he also got lucky last year. He got lucky to be a six percent below average hitter. Yeah, like much. He is what he is. I'm not worried about losing Kevin Newman by any freaking means at all. No, no, the no other one team. is. I don't like anybody is.
1: But we're just saying that's what's going to happen. Don't say, we're the we're say the pirates. We're are. the Pirates and bad things happen. Kevin Newman is a consistent hitter. He's a good major okay. leaguer. I can't believe the Pirates are so cheap they lost Kevin Newman.
2: That was a terrible whatever that was. Yeah, I don't know what that was. but <laughs> It's Pirates Twitter. <laughs> It's the bad people that don't I was know what expect- they're talking about on Pirates Twitter. I was expecting a Yinzer accent or something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. But yeah, no, that that's all. I mean, you did mention one incorrect thing, though. Um, you said he's never been a part of a winning team. He actually was the okay. only Pirate, I believe, okay. who was yeah. part of the last winning team now they have no one who was part of that team. So so that is fair. I guess in 2018 for his
0: cup of coffee, he he was there. Yeah. He was a part.
1: A space. P-A-R-Z. He was a part of a winning team. Now he is a part. <laughs> From that winning team. <laughs> With no space.
0: <laughs> All right. Is that enough, Kevin Newman, for 2022? It's enough for
1: a lifetime. Yeah, until, until we do our post-game show opening day. You know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. I guess then we should go to Hoy Park. Just knock out all the trades. Let's do it. So it was the night before Thanksgiving, huh? Thanksgiving Eve. I was sad that Ben Charrington didn't make a trade yesterday.
1: Yeah. But
0: I guess it was close enough. So Hoy Park was DFA'd by the pirates. And the Reds came in and said, Hey, you know what? Red we Sox. need I'm an idiot. I said <laughs> I said Newman went to the Red Sox. Okay. So Hoy Park went to the Red Sox. Yeah, the Red Sox came in and said we need Hoy Park. We absolutely have to have Hoy Park. We can't wait for him to to pass. Clear waivers and all such, we need him now. So they said, How about we give you, Ben Charrington, Inmer Lobo? Again, apologize if incorrectly pronounced. Inmer Lobo, eighteen year old pitcher. Um, so again, let's open up thoughts.
2: Um, see this, this is actually where I feel like Denardo, where I'll take anything for Hoy Park. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, exactly. So like Hoy Park was DFA'd, right? So like you were expecting to get absolutely nothing from Hoy Park anyways. Um and instead you've got Inmer Lobo, who is 18 years old, dominated the Dominican Summer League last year, didn't pitch the second half because of an injury. Uh but again, 18 DSL so you can't really take anything from there he's facing 16 17 you know year olds a lot of times um so i guess it's just a matter of you know we'll we'll assess him once he reaches the states and see if he's anything worth uh, getting excited about but yeah i mean the fact that you you got a body that s- might have some semblance of upside for Hoy Park is that's that's fine by me.
2: It, it was very hard to find any information on this Inmer Lobo fella. All I could really find was that his fastball is like 86 to 90. Um, and he's a lefty in the DSL. Of course, he's going to carve him up. So like Jim said, it's a body. Hoy Park is a body. I'm fine with it.
0: I think it's all fair enough. Thanks where we all stand. It was Hoy Park. I mean, if I thought Kevin Newman was going for nothing, certainly felt like Hoy Park was going for nothing. So mm-hmm. this guy's a long way. It's not even a guy. It's a kid. This kid's a long way away. Um, right. I I'm not even intrigued at this point. It's just, okay, let me find out if I hear his name in a few years again. And, and talking about pro- let me find out if Tim Williams is talking about him in a few years. That's when I'll say, okay, now I have some intrigue. At this point, I'm not intrigued. It's just, oh, cool. They got somebody. Um, yeah. Like you said, he he carved it up. It was his numbers look great. But again, it's DSL. It's 18 years old, 22 innings pitched, whatever. Um, so we'll find out
1: yeah. how much guess, things
2: have changed since that uh, Clay Holmes trade where we were that's, just talking up Hoy Park and Diego Castillo and look at us today.
0: That's literally what I was flipping this into. <laughs> to me the biggest thing about this is the fact of the Clay Holmes trade we just talked about Kevin Newman and in Kevin Newman we were able to talk about Diego Castillo and we're basically comparing Diego Castillo to Kevin Newman as far as talent mm-hmm. again a year ago everyone hated Kevin Newman and now the Pirates has traded Hoyt Park part of that deal and we're all like hey they got a body for him yeah that Clay Holmes trade man <laughs> And that after was like
2: after we were just talking about how Sherrington can't build a bullpen and he's trading away all these position players for him.
0: Right. And I feel like the Clay Holmes trade was one of the best trades we felt he made.
1: Like at the time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and turns out that wasn't it
1: either. <laughs> well, what was interesting about the Clay Holmes trade was at the, I mean, at the time, It wasn't like Clay Holmes was a new commodity for us either. Like we had seen Clay Holmes pitch for a few years now, you know, parts of quite a few seasons and like everyone could see, yeah, like he's got stuff, but he couldn't locate his Couldn't locate his pitches when he did, you know, they were getting hit. And so it was like, Hey, we got real people for Clay Holmes. Like, and, and you know how instead, like, now we're like, we got, we got a live person for Hoy Park. That's what it was like when we traded Clay Holmes. It was like, oh my God, we got, we got actual people for him. Um, and, you know, there was some, a little bit to kind of be intrigued about with Hoy Park whenever they acquired him. He was, he was the, the, the top hitter in AAA when the Pirates acquired Hoy Park. Um, and Diego Castillo, same, same way. Like, it was having a really good season in double A when they acquired him. So, like, it was you look back at the trade at the time of the trade, it was like, oh, wow, this looks pretty good. Um, turns out that wasn't the case. <laughs> right. So, yeah, we're now looking at a Kevin Newman replacement and a guy we just traded for in Lobo. But
0: basically, yeah, here we are. Basically, again, that's what just really. That's what this whole thing represents to me and just kind of eats at is the one trade that we all were like, Wow, that how we're talking about Hoy Park right now is how we talked about Clay Holmes. Wow, the Pirates got something for Clay Holmes, and there's some intrigue. Hoy Park, I mean, he turned it around in the minor leagues, he got this added power, but Dale Castillo is an actual prospect. And then Clay Holmes was like, Oh, Yankees, you guys, gonna teach me a sinker. and now I could be elite great so uh yeah again that's the biggest piece to me is how that trade actually just turned out to be nothing um but regardless yeah hoy park we're all okay with there's a ton of middle infield depth on this team again one reason why i'm okay with kevin newman gone also hoy park gone um so it is just whatever with that but uh yeah and again going back to Lobo, i don't think much of us have real intrigue with him it's just it's a guy for now
1: yeah I mean he's just a guy where I mean Anthony said it in the comments here where you know you can't possibly have a opinion you know an opinion about Lobo at this point uh Cody Patanko put out a video where it was two pitches right so if you want to go ahead and make up your mind on the guy from seeing like two pitches that he threw uh, by all means, go ahead and do that. But there's just not enough information that that really anybody has right now to to come up with a real uh, opinion on Inmer Lobo. Agree.
0: So does that wrap up Hoy Park in 2022 as well? I
1: think.
2: Uh, how Sox about this? How about so? Do you not. think
1: Hoy Park gets any playing time with the 2023 Red Sox? I will simply just
0: say – I'll roll the dice and just say yes. I'm yeah, not saying anything will. extended. And, of course, if Bogart signs or not could help
1: or hurt that chance, Yeah,
0: that could be maybe just like a little bit of an insurance piece. It's just a guy for depth.
2: I think he will. I mean, he's he can play enough positions that he'll find a couple of bats up there.
1: I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say he's he's DFA'd before the season starts. I can certainly see that. Yeah.
0: Either way, I, I guess the way to look it's... at this for the Red Sox is logo lost to them. No, this is a guy. That, let me just get no. this is some intrigue to this guy. Let's get him for a little bit of insurance policy. They sign Bogarts. They find the depths there. He could be DFA'd, like Jim saying, move on. We didn't give up anything for him anyways.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's where I'm at. And then I think if he gets DFA'd by the Red Sox, I don't know. He can probably stick around somewhere. Like he'll find a minor league deal somewhere because he's useful in AAA. But other than that, I don't know how many more opportunities Hoy Park's going to get in Major League Baseball.
0: I mean, I'm sure he will. The fact that it was a trade, right? No one just waited for him to go through. Like It was a trade for him, I feel like. There must have maybe. been probably maybe some other fielders out
2: there. Yeah, but the Red Sox probably do have a good bit of familiarity with them, with the Yankees. And Then you also got Sherrington and Pittsburgh. So there's connections there. So maybe they're the only team that wanted them.
0: Eh. I, I don't know. I guess I'm kind of with Jim. I think there's going to be enough teams mm. that – he he presents some intrigue. Again, the position of flexibility, some of the power.
2: We just talked about how Kevin. There Newman are the Oakland no A's intrigue. that
0: signed Pablo Reyes the other day. I
2: guess everybody has some intrigue somehow. Right, that's just what I'm getting at.
1: Like the Pablo Reyes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the A's uh, picked up Pablo. I think maybe like All three right. days ago. Wow. <laughs> Good for him. So, there you go. Like, Pablo's still hanging around teams.
2: Hoy Park could. Sure. <laughs> He's better off just going back overseas and playing. Probably make a lot more money and play a lot better.
1: Yeah. Which, speaking of, I find it in, so, Bull Salzer. So, Pirates DFA Bo Salzer gets claimed by the Orioles. Orioles DFA Bo Salzer gets claimed by the Pirates. Pirates then go right back and DFA him again, like two weeks later, and now he signs a deal seven hundred fifty thousand um, dollars in uh, Korea. So I, I find it interesting though because I feel like I feel like getting DFA would by the Pirates is like the last straw before <laughs> before you're like, well, I guess I gotta go to another country. <laughs> I like th- this is how many players now in the last two years where. Well, I can't make the Pirates, so I might as well go to Korea. Right. It's got to be like a handful, like five people. We know
0: – no, Will Craig – did Craig Will, go over... – he did go yeah. overseas.
2: Will yeah. Craig pretty much just said, I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah, Craig was like, I can't, so much.
1: I can't be in this country anymore. I need to Right. Move. But I think – did right. Craig stop? Is he coaching now, I think? I don't think I don't so. Know. I think he's still over there. Hmm. But, like, okay. same thing happened, like – when Alford got DF8 and went went to South Korea, had, there was a there was a Nick few Kingham
0: others. Nick
1: Kingham did Kingham. Um,
0: who was I just gonna say it too?
1: There's but some yeah, other hitters too. Yeah, uh-huh. that's just it's like the last straw. It's like if I can, if I can't make the Pirates, time to go to Korea. <laughs> oh, Gregory Polanco. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. So. Just an interesting tidbit there. Four. We should Four. make an entire team in uh, the KBO of just ex-pirates,
0: and then that team should play the current pirates and see who wins. Ooh. That'd be ugly. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be the. I don't training. even
1: want to see that game. I do not want to see that game because I'm afraid we'd lose. Well, I was gonna say instead of playing that. Uh...
0: That uh, college team they play every year, right? In spring training, like they play the KBO the team. The
2: Manatee
1: Community College.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Didn't they lose to them one year? They, they did.
0: did, yes. Oh, they got wrecked by them that year too, I believe. It was like double-digit runs
1: they lost by. I don't know what it was. I think the wind was blowing out because there was like 13 home runs hit. Yeah. Yeah. Says a lot. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, I think that was one of the better Pirates
2: teams. Like, I want to say that was like 2013 or 2012. I, I think it was like right before they got good because I think Mahalo yeah. was pitching.
0: I would say like 11, 12. Yeah, but like those teams about. weren't terrible. Like, no, 11, 12 weren't terrible. But also, that's why spring train doesn't mean a whole lot either. Right. Speaking of Kevin Newman. Speaking so, anyways, <laughs> so we're going to close the books on Hoy Park? It was nine. Yeah, so so that that team was terrible. Yeah, it was really bad. Yeah, that was way longer than I thought it was. Jeez. All right, so I guess we should move forward. Um, So there's the two trades. You did talk about Bo Seltzer. Lewin Diaz was picked up by the Pirates. Waiver wire claim coming off the Marlins. All right, so I guess let's talk about this. The Pirates did go ahead and make a trade for Troy. He's a first baseman. We all talked about that, right? It's a solid move. He's a, he's a major league player, right? There's not a whole lot of upside to him. Um, but probably going to find, like, a platoon partner with him or such. So you're probably seeing likely another first baseman signed this year or traded for. Uh, I, I think the Pirates made that move with Luen Diaz. He has no options. So it's not like you're you're adding him to a stash. He has no options. He's got to make the club if he sticks. Again, not saying he won't get DFA at some point. Maybe it's just an insurance policy for now. But he has no options. So if he's on the club, that means he's got to play day one. But uh, younger ish. He's not a prospect, but you know, twenty six years old, twenty six and a half years old right now. No my bad just turned 26 that's six days not six months <laughs> yeah so just turned 26 um he, he was a decent prospect for the marlins he did have a lot of power but never really translated in the majors so as it stands right now he owns a 54 way to run creative plus in his major league career in 343 plate appearances guys lewin diaz first base 2022 pirates had a negative three war at first base what's your thoughts
1: So um, I think this is strictly 100%. Let's pick this guy up just in case G-Man Choi's surgery and rehab gets extended and he's not ready for opening day. Um, I can't foresee any scenario whatsoever where both G-Man Choi and Lujan Diaz are on the Pirates opening day roster. It just simply doesn't make sense for that to happen. Um, so I think what you're likely going to see is Diaz is going to be DFA'd before opening day, as long as Troy is healthy and ready to go. I just can't... I, there's there's just no possible way you can roster both of those guys. Yeah, Diaz stinks he does he's he does he stinks that's and that's why you can't keep both yes <laughs> Diaz is
2: bad he's a lefty you, Jim's absolutely correct you can't keep both at least he can feel it a little bit at first so that's something but there's power there the hit tools terrible he stinks I'm sorry I have no other analysis other than the fact that the guy has had two years to try to show something he hasn't
1: He's yeah,
0: nothing. I I side with Jim. It's kind of like what I was talking about with White Park, kind of alluded to here, talking about Diaz. I feel like he right now is like that insurance policy, I and mean, he was free. He was away with claim. The Pirates didn't have to trade anything for him. It's a position of need, but I don't I don't think this is truly an answer. I'm hope also I'm hopeful it's not. I'm not putting anything past mm-hmm. Ben Charrington at this point in time, but I'm hopeful that this isn't a oh yeah. We like Diaz. Uh, this is the, the next project that we're going to – this is the next Anthony Alford, right? This is the next whatever you want to talk about that, that this guy's going to get rostered for the whole year. I feel like this is more of an insurance. I feel like this guy was free. We'll have him on our team for now until hopefully other options open up and then he has DFA at some point. And actually, you know what? I didn't really think about the injury aspect with Troy. So I guess that makes a whole lot of sense too. I mean, he did have – did he have the surgery
1: yet or is it still coming up? Um, it just says he will undergo. I don't know if it happened yet. Okay. I didn't like see so a date either. I, I don't know a date on that.
0: So sounds like, right. He still will at some point. So I guess that makes sense. We don't know what's going to come on the other side of the surgery. So maybe there's just a guy who's free and available at this point in time that we'll add now, but maybe another shinier option comes and presents themselves in a month and they DFA Diaz and that guy for the newer insurance policy. I don't know, but that's kind of looking at this as well. I'm hopeful that he isn't part of this
1: team come April. I, if I, he is, then it was a something awful happened this offseason. And they weren't able to do anything.
2: I really just don't get why you go this route rather than maybe protecting a Malcolm Nunez unless you really don't think he's getting picked in the roll 5. But I'd rather just go that route if I'm Ben Sherrington. But they, I would assume they're pretty confident that he's not going to get picked.
0: they got to be uber confident. That, that's a good point, too. If this presents what Jim was just talking about, like the G-Man Choi insurance policy, you already had that. And I'm more intrigued with Nunez than I am with Diaz.
1: And Nunez's bat's right-handed, which you have none of those on your roster. Right. So That's a good That's a good point yeah the the Nunez thing like I said it surprised me because like when we did our our episode um I I thought they were going to protect him just for the simple fact that like if you're Charrington and he gets claimed then like what do you have to show from that Quintana trade like this is a guy that he that he picked for that deal and uh I don't know I mean looking at I, I also understand it's probably tougher to hide, you know, like a first baseman DH type on on your roster, but uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens there.
0: All right. So I guess the whole not of back and forth the Diaz. He just kind of is what he is. I, again, like I'll say this. He was definitely an intriguing prospect for me. Like I loved the deal for the Marlins at the time when they they made a trade with the Twins, traded Sergio Romo for him. I mean, he came with a lot of power, but like you're saying, he just has not translated that through into the major leagues. And it's not even like where it's close. Like he's bad. He's Josh Vameter bad, but he can play the defense well at the position. That's like the only difference. But with the bat, he's Josh Vameter bad.
1: And if there's one position where like, it doesn't matter how good you are at first base, like you have to hit. Yes. You can't just not hit at that position. Think about the guy that
0: is tossed around the league that no one wants that can play it, and that's Eric Hosmer. And he plays it like he hits way better than Diaz, and he's hot trash around the league.
1: He also has a really heavy contract. He probably (laughs) wouldn't be as hot trash if he wasn't getting paid like $27 million or something. Well, that's because he wouldn't be in the league anymore. (laughs) But that's what I'm getting
0: at. Like everyone hates him that, that you if, know, if Lou and Diaz can
2: be in the league, Eric Hosmer would have a spot somewhere.
1: Right. Yeah. Like Hosmer is a major leaguer. This guy is not. This guy is not. Good, good assessment.
0: All right. So there's the two trades, there's a the waiver claim. Was there anything else that we really wanted to touch on and talk on? Did we want to bring up the minor league signing and Nate Webb?
1: Um, do we want to say anything about Pirate Fest not happening? Yeah. I could talk about that, too, if you want. <laughs> I think it's just one of those things where like, it was an event. and, and, and the, I haven't been to Pirates Fest since I lived in Pittsburgh, so we're talking 15 years ago, right? Um, but I remember it as an event that one you had a ton of kids like kids it it was big time event for kids um fans enjoyed it you got to meet players you got to uh you know meet coaches you got to meet the front office you know it's just it was a fun way to get the community involved in the pirates during a time of the year where baseball is not happening right it usually happened in like january or february uh, january i think um And now they're just like not having it anymore. And it's like, you're already struggling with connecting to your fan base. And then like one of the things that you did that allowed you to be more connected with your fan base, you're just saying, we're not going to do it anymore. I think it's just another, it's just another like folly that we've seen from this organization when it comes to building a relationship with its fan base. It's, like like what what damage does it do to you to hold pirates fest like have pirates fest so you can get people involved in the in the in the 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 organization and get them excited about the upcoming season and you're just not gonna do it this year so just just another bad decision that the that the team just seems to be making over and over and over and over and over again when it comes with its fan base.
0: Any words, Wait, Tyler?
2: I mean, I haven't been to the Pirates Fest since the team was good. I always had yeah. fun when I went. Um, the team's just really out of touch in general. And I don't know that it's going to change anytime soon because be, Ben Sherrington's not exactly the guy that wants to go out there and shake hands and kiss babies. And Travis Williams has kind of shown that he wants nothing to do with that. So that's Travis very. This invisible, right? Now. I don't know what his job actually is
0: because what you think his job is that's what's being canceled. <laughs> like that's not what they're doing. Yeah, it's not like Ben Charrington's winter, winter meetings expose is is canceled in San Diego this year. No, it's Pirates Fest. It's Tim, it's Tim. Gee, sorry, Tim. It's Travis Williams' job, like, it's the stuff that he would coordinate and and promote and do that's canceled so like if you're not doing those things and you're not talking to the media and you're not being transparent as you said you were when you got brought on i don't know what you're doing travis williams i really don't and no one no one can know because you're not even out there telling us what you're doing you're hiding and ducking i'm sorry but travis williams is weak as shit to me (laughs) Like this is a weak ass move. And I say weak because I refrain from saying another word, but it's a weak ass move. I so opposed to you two, I never went to Pirates Fest. Um like it just to me that just wasn't my thing, right? But like this isn't me saying, like, oh yeah, like just cancel it. It's stupid. That's not it at all. Like I understand how it connects to a lot of fans. And like Jim says, a lot of kids. Ryan was the one that attended the Pirates Fest all the time. Um, I, I never did when I was back home. I, you know, I still obviously don't now and can't. But like, here's the thing, too. People were talking about, well, maybe, you know, hey, back up, back up. Maybe like there's things that they couldn't work out to get like a spot held. Because, of course, it was at the convention center for how many years? They've been doing it at PNC Park. They have their own building to do with it. They've been doing it at their, uh, their house. They've been saying, hey, guys, come on over. Come meet us. And then they stopped doing it, and they're not doing it again this year. And I'm sorry. That's a weak-ass move. Like if you are not doing it because of the state of the franchise and you still want to keep ducking, right? You've been ducking the media for how long? And now you want to do it to the fans. And in in not trying to expose yourself and you don't want to go and meet the fans because your feelings are hurt or you might have to talk about something that you are going to diminish whatever you have built up with the fan base. Like you said, Tyler, you just don't get it.
2: What are you doing? I feel like it's almost more just a lazy move. They just don't feel like doing it. Yeah, I don't know if it's that they don't want to go deal with uh, repercussions of dealing with fans. I think they just don't feel like doing it. Probably doesn't make enough money. Probably not worth their time.
0: The fact that you feel <laughs> there's no ROI in this. Yeah. Like there's, you know, that, that is, is just my guess. And, and it could be. We'll never know because <laughs> no one will ever tell us because Travis Williams, we don't even know if he exists. He could be wicked at Bernie's right now. Like he might be dead. We have no idea. There's someone carrying around a fake Travis Williams around PNC Park when, you know, you see a, a shadow. We have no idea who Travis Williams even is, what he does, what the reasons and motives are for this. We have no idea. But again, if it if that's it, then you're honestly, you're you're absolutely missing it. If you feel it's not worth it, then what are you? Why are you are not the fit for this organization, Travis Williams?
1: Yeah, and, and like I said, it just goes back to my original point that it just feels like, you know, I think the one team, the one thing that this team and this organization can offer its fans when it is bad. Is at least like a really good experience when you go to the ballpark, right? They're in like that unique situation, right? Where if you're like the if you're the Rays and you're bad, you you can't offer anything. If you're the Marlins and you're bad, you can't really offer much, I guess. If you want to go out to like the club and left field or whatever, if you are the Brewers and you're bad, there's not anything you can really offer your fans, right? Whereas with, in Pittsburgh, you're like you're like truly blessed with this cathedral of a ballpark that no matter how bad the product on the field is people still somehow want to go to the ballpark because it's a nice night out in the city where you can hang out with your friends and have a good time right and uh like it's just you need more stuff to just connect with your fans and it it, i think they made some really good improvements to the ballpark last year in terms of like the bar areas that they put out in the outfield and the standing room only sections. And you know, when I came I came home for a weekend uh, over the summer, spent a day out there like by the, by the fat heads bar. And it was, it was a really enjoyable experience. So like kudos to them for that. But then on the flip side, if you're not doing that and you're at a game where there's any semblance of a crowd and you want to go get a beer or you want to go get nachos, you want to go get a hot dog. Like it, Concession stands don't have enough people working them They're they It's taking takes forever to get your food. They run out of stuff. It's just not as good of a ballpark experience as it used to be. And at the end of the day, like that's Travis Williams's job. Like Travis Williams is the, the he's in charge of in charge of the business side of the, of the organization. He needs to make it so that like you, you have a layup in front of like you, you've been blessed with this layup because you've got this great park. And, they just like, I think they take it for granted a lot of times. They take it for granted and they don't, um, they just don't do the necessary things that they need to do with the fan base, and it's just it's something they've done over and over again. Hundred percent. And you did touch on this, and I, I apologize. I take
0: back partly what I said. As Anthony says, does he get credit for last winter's park improvements? And he does. And I will say yes, those were much needed, and I think those were great. They were fantastic. What was done? I was really excited for. The changes, I think it does help the fan experience.
1: But then he also gets blamed for missing 30 minutes of play when you want to go get a hot dog and a beer. But like that's, that's his what he's going too. At. So yeah. so fine. So we'll give him credit for that.
0: <laughs> what else? What else? Do- Is that it? Is that where it stops? So I mean, again, like when this signing was done. It was it was kind of like a, a, it felt kind of weird about it because again he's a hockey guy he came for the Penguins, not a baseball guy, but maybe that's good. Like we understood, like maybe the dynamic is he's going to do the business and he knows the business, and Charrington with the baseball and Charrington knows the baseball, and that's the perfect dynamic because you're not going to meddle and interfere. We're not going to have some stories five, ten years from now that you know, the Chris Archer trade neil didn't even want it It, you know it was it was the president at the time that did it It was coonally that was all about it you know we're not going to hear about the president meddling in travis williams hey listen you're the baseball guy you do the baseball things i'll do the business side and as a business standpoint what are we seeing And, and i'm sorry so like when anthony does say this that maybe pirates fest was necessary back when through rivers park but it's not necessary now completely false and you know why this is a baseball problem. Baseball recognizes. We don't connect with fans at a macro level. Baseball says we don't do enough. And then on a micro level, Pittsburgh's like, well, we're going to do even less of it. <laughs> like <laughs> if this is a problem, like nationwide, we're going to make it the biggest problem in Pittsburgh. That's where I think they're missing. Like this is a baseball issue. Baseball recognizes we're missing out on the younger generation. And the Pirates are like, Cool. Well, then that's what we're going to do.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, if if holding Pirates Fest connects you to, I, I mean, a lot of people go to Pirates Fest. I remember Pirates Fest, like when the pirates were bad and it was packed, like packed. So like if, you, if you're connecting with just some kids and some young people, then it's worth it. Like because those people come back. And those people turn into people who waste half of their lives doing stupid podcasts about a team that doesn't care about them. You know, like that's, that's what those kids end up being. Like that's, that's what happens when you hold pirate fest.
2: I don't have kids, so I don't really have a huge (laughs) strong opinion on pirates fest, but I do really, I mean, I understand why it does, why it is so important. I just don't have that strong opinion because I don't have kids and I haven't been there in a long time.
0: Let's put it this way, because I know a big part of it is kids, but it's not just kids. It's also the fans, whatever fans you have left and remaining that look forward to this every year with or without the kids of those people. And here's another lost opportunity of something they get excited for that they can finally wear their pirates gear in the middle of dead winter when everyone's talking about the Steelers or Penguins and they can feel some type of pride you know and like get excited cuz i'm going to meet these players and whatever and do these things and like it's gone now
2: i would sell my soul and do nothing but speak positively about this team <laughs> yeah
1: i would do that but me. like to that point like i mean pirate fest would be an opportunity for I, don't know. I, mean, I wouldn't say we would do it, but like could do like a live podcast, you know, like that's it. From pirate fest or like a bar outside pirate fest. Like those are things that could happen, not even just with us, but with other podcasts that talk about the pirates. Um, like those are things that, that could happen with something like a pirate's fest that, that, that they're not taking advantage of.
2: The other thing, this is the opportunity to start really investing in the fans. Because you're supposedly investing into this young core of the team. This is the time that you have to go get those fans to build up with the team. And instead, they just canceled the one thing they do in the offseason. Two things. The Pittsburgh Hall of
0: Fame. Okay. I've added two things to Travis Williams' resume now. But even that, like, Three I years. don't think it was done right. Like, well, I know you had your issues. Like, but they, hey, regardless, 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 two yeah. things. Okay. That's what I can think of.
2: I can't think of anything else either. <laughs> it's not talking to oh, the
1: media. They uh, they took the out of town scoreboard out off of the wall in right field, but I think they're bringing it back. Yeah, I think
2: that's coming back. Yeah.
1: yeah. So he messed up something great and then he just, he at least realized the mistake and he's bringing that back.
2: Was it him that they got rid of the light up sign outside? Or was that before him?
1: Well, all the signage has changed since he took over. Yeah. I can't remember. Like all the, but that was the sign. Twitter, PNC was, PNC Twitter, That's yeah, more Twitter PNC was up PNC in arms about, about that. Though. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So does that wrap up our
1: Pirates
0: Fest? I I think it does. Again, I just think it shows. A lot of, like, that was a lot of talk on Twitter. And that's where, I I don't want to send the wrong message, but, like, when moves happen, the fans matter, but it's more, okay, so what's the real baseball aspect of this? You know, like, I understand, like, there's fan favorites, whatever. This is where the fan voice, like, really, really, really matters because that's where it directly connects. And a lot of fans are vocal about this. They're upset. Like you did, you upset your fan base for doing this again. And they did say like it's not out of the it's not out of the picture in the future. We hope to do it again in the future. And that's why again to me it just spoke of we don't want to do it now. Right. We this organization is so bad <clears throat> because of us that we don't want to answer to it because we've shown for a year and a half now that we don't want to answer it because we haven't answered to anything for a year and a half now. And anytime you well, guys do make an appearance on a, on something we do, we tell you. We don't want those questions. We're only going to talk about whatever said
1: event is. What if they canceled it simply because of that that one kid who got his picture taken with Bob Nutting in the T-shirt last year? That wasn't during Pirates Fest or anything. But Week. Again, <laughs> week. Yeah.
0: Stop being a bitch <laughs> this is what I'm trying to say.
1: No, nah, I'm with you.
2: Jim's got a soccer game he's got to watch.
1: Yeah, it's in three hours, but I gotta get a good spot at the bar.
2: I'm going Black Friday shopping.
1: I'm going back to bed. No, I'm not.
2: <laughs> and I'm, getting, I'm going to Black Friday shopping, and then the Christmas tree's going up, and Hallmark Channel's getting turned on, and we've lost NSYNC, Tyler for a month. Christmas. Yep, I'm gone, and then NSYNC's holiday albums coming on, and we're getting at it today.
0: Honestly, sounds like a pretty Pretty packed day for you,
2: and not too okay. bad. And then tomorrow, Ohio State, Michigan, Louisville, Kentucky. Let's go.
0: Sounds good. Should we get out of here then? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, everyone, thanks for joining along. Uh, we'll be back sometime next week, probably. <laughs> uh, don't expect too many action. Too many uh, action too much action I guess to happen. I don't know. Whatever. Well, let's get out here. Bye bye.
2: Peace out, our scouts.
0: See you guys. Good.